Are we rolling, rolling? Okay. How long can we sit here and do nothing before people just, like, close the podcast and walk away? Do we ever do anything? <laughs> I think the answer is, whatever our longest episode is, that's how long that's so how far. Long we can do nothing. That's our record. You know what we can do is a food heist. Oh. Are you excited? I am excited because, you know, the fans, they haven't had you for two weeks. I know. Right? Wasn't it three? We did two scars. Three with scar. We did two with scar. Two. Two with scar. I don't know if this will be the next one, but I mean, it is the next one we're recording. So I think they've been without food heist for too long. Well, I have an amazing one. This was sent in by alert reader or listener. Oh, it's a Brazilian name, so I'm going to say it wrong. Joao Pinheiro. That might be Portuguese, might be Brazilian. Boy, that sounds like how I try to pronounce it. Yeah, I don't know. You're supposed to be better at this sort of thing. I haven't been to Portugal in like 12 years, so sorry. Okay, but this is a very fancy, classical food heist. Okay. Getting very ritzy. We're also getting very, like, stuck up here. Because I'm going to start by saying... The poet Homer described olive oil as liquid gold. Olive oil is incredibly expensive, and in Greece, Mm -hmm. the most recent harvest has been abysmal. So prices have risen more than double. Wow. And so this is a story just from last Saturday, as Mm -hmm. of time of recording. People have been stealing olive oil all over Greece. And in particular, there were two that got hit, like, the same day. Somebody stole from a high-tech security portal in Messinia 100 kilograms. 100 kilograms, high-tech, huh, even. Yeah. So they're, like, Tom cruising into this place Uh and somehow carrying off 100 kilograms. Carrying off 100 kilograms. But outside of town in a mm-hmm. place called, and I, I don't speak Greek either, so Polygyros, Polygyros mm-hmm. they stole 37 tons of olive oil. Wow. This was not, not as, as high, high tech. tech. Yes. It was described as a battered iron door in Polygyros and a high tech security portal in Messinia. 37 tons from one and 100 kilograms from the other one. That's quite a bit of olive oil. Yeah. I mean, liquid gold. When I was in Spain last time, mm-hmm. I did a food tour. You ever done one of these? I've done one in Jamaica. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. So if our listeners haven't ever done one of these, I recommend it. It was great. So we met at a square in the middle of Madrid, and then a person walked us from like restaurant to store to restaurant to store to even behind the scenes and like here's some local cuisine and Mm -hmm. you know they've prepared this thing for us you get a little taste of it it's not like you have a meal at each one you just get a little bite so we went you know we tried like 30 different olives we went to the local chip maker that was making potato chips and they were stirring them in the vat and they're like they dumped some out and said here's some potato (laughs) chips for you we went and tried various desserts at various places Mm -hmm. and one stop along the way was the olive oil store where they gave us olive oil shots like four (laughs) of them to try their different olive oils and this is the only thing on the tour that i was like I drink the olive oil shot just and they're like oh yeah it's fantastic olive oil it'll taste really good and I'm like 
It'll go right through you. Yeah, and I'm like, really? And like the other, a lot of the other people on tour are like, oh yes, this one, this one. I mean, I like olive oil on my food and stuff. It tasted like oil. <laughs> I could not tell the difference between the four special olive oils that were fancy and expensive mm-hmm. when I was just maybe this, you know, ludditeizes me. I mean, I'm sure I could taste a difference between a good olive oil and a bad olive oil on food, but just taking it as a shot, it, it didn't work for me. It, <laughs> it was a little gross, I'll be honest. Gross. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure that there are people out there screaming that you missed a beautiful experience. Yeah, I didn't miss it. I did it. Oh, I just tried. didn't enjoy yeah. it. I mean, they weren't full shot glasses. Yeah. They were little tiny a things. A teaspoon but or something. Yeah. I did it. I tried them all four, right? Yeah. We specifically chose a food tour that did not have any fish, because that's not my mm-hmm. thing. So we did try several various hams and things like that, But because that's a, a big thing in Spain is their mm-hmm. ham. Ham. Yes. Spain and Italy both produce more olive oil than Greece does, mm. but Greece- 82% of it is considered ultra high quality extra virgin olive oil. They have the best olive oil. I've just offended all the Italians and Spaniards, but that's what this article says, so I'm going to say. Well, I'm the one who was like Spain your olive oil was but <laughs> olive oil was uninspiring. I again, <laughs> just it was like saying, you know, mm-hmm. you like cookies, right? Here's some flour. Try these different kinds of flour and just take a spoonful of it. Didn't really click with me, so. <laughs> so when my oldest mm-hmm. son graduated from high school, mm-hmm. he wanted to go on a senior trip. Yep. And so I'm like, sweet, let's go to Mexico. So I took him to Puerto Vallarta, which I love. Mm-hmm. And we did one of these tours where they take you out and do stuff. And this being Puerto Vallarta, mm-hmm. that's part of the region of Mexico where tequila comes from. Mm-hmm. So they took us to this old, awesome, family-run, middle-of-the-jungle tequila mm-hmm. place. And everyone else was sampling it while my Mormon son and I just kind of sat there twiddling our thumbs. And they kept saying, are you okay? This is free. You can have it. And we're like, no, we're, we're fine. <laughs> Do you want to describe for our listeners what Adam has created? Yeah, so Adam sits in the back. And while everyone else is working... He just asks Midjourney to create images of whatever we're talking about. And this one is Tom Cruise pulling a jar of olive oil out of, I don't know. It's like he's stealing it, but it's it's coming from the ceiling just kind of magically. Yeah. So maybe it's a, falling out of the jar. M- as oh, he, he, you know runs. what he's doing? He's milking the <laughs> olive oil producing. That's how you get olive oil. You milk the olive oil tree, the olive you milk tree. The tree. Yes, you milk the tree. Okay. Yep. He just put up another one that is really disconcerting because Tom Cruise is staring directly at my face. The other one, he's looking dramatically off to the side, like scouting for danger. This one, he's just looking at me, and I know he's going to try to give me that olive oil. Or he's going to punch me and run off with it. So you mentioned, like, you know, being the Luddites that weren't drinking, not like the teetotalers yes. that weren't. It's not a Luddite to not drink. It's a Luddite to not appreciate the olive oil. <laughs> when I was in France as a teenager, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I stayed with a host family, and they were delightful. I think I may have told you that story. Yeah. And the father was great, but he had, like, the French accent, like, 
Mm-hmm. He laughed. Ha, ha, ha. He did that, <laughs> right? Like, I thought that that was just a straight-up stereotype and things. And I'd be like, oh. But then he's there. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, he just did it. And I'm like, are you doing this to joke with me? I don't think he was. So you did a student exchange program with yeah. the chef from Little Mermaid. Yes, I basically did. He kind of looked like Chef Louis, <laughs> right? But in a cop's uniform because he okay. was a policeman. Yeah. And one of the last days I was there, they knew I didn't drink. Mm-hmm. They'd never tried to give me much wine. They'd ask just to see. But the last day I was there, they got out the champagne and handed me a cup. And I'm like, guys, I don't drink. And he's like, but it's champagne. It's, you <laughs> this know, doesn't count. Yeah, it wasn't wine. I'm like, I don't drink. He's like, well, it's champagne. And was baffled, just genuinely baffled. Because in his high, that was like handing me Sprite, right? Yeah. That wasn't mm-hmm. alcohol. That was champagne. Yeah. Completely totally different, thing. different thing. So, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm 17. So there's multiple reasons that I don't want to be <laughs> having my first drink. But yeah. yeah, I will say for olive oil, before we leave this topic, mm-hmm. a chef in Spain, very nice man who runs some very nice restaurants and happens to be a fan of the books, gave me some of his olive oil and I put it on food and it was delicious. Okay. I just didn't try to drink it yeah. straight. So, you know, Spain does have good olive oil. His olive oil was really good. It was like four varieties, and I could taste the differences when I put it on the food. There was like a lemon-infused mm-hmm. one and some things like that, but yeah. Okay. So, so I'm not completely worthless, <laughs> but shots of olive oil, maybe not my thing. So the year before the pandemic, mm-hmm. it might have been two years before, I went to the Guadalajara Book Fair, Okay, which was awesome, and I loved it. I love Mexico, but Guadalajara, again, is like where tequila comes from. And so everywhere I went, I did school visits, I Mm -hmm. did interviews with people, pretty much everyone I met gave me a bottle of tequila or rum. Right. And I don't drink. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to make sure that I was incredibly gracious and thank you so much. This is so kind of you, you know, because it is a really heartfelt and genuine Mm -hmm. gesture. And I didn't want to be the jerk who's like, I don't drink. Mm -hmm. So I took them all. And just had like a row of 20 bottles or whatever it was in my hotel room and ended up just giving them to the hotel staff. But yeah. I think the last bottle of wine I was given, I gave to Mary Robinette. Oh, well, there you go. We were both at a convention and I'm like, (laughs) she has experience with being a wine connoisseur. Maybe she'll find that this is good wine. Yeah. Yeah. I did have a teacher in high school find a student who was going, a student mentioned that she was traveling to Mexico and asked her to bring him back a bottle of tequila. This okay. is like a 15-year-old. Yeah. He was coincidentally my French teacher, and he was a native speaker who maybe did not understand American ways Mores. of yes, doing things. He got fired. Oh, for that. Partially for that. And nothing, he didn't do anything terrible, Like, mm-hmm. but he, there were multiple instances like that. Like he- Him crossing boundaries. Crossing boundaries. He came to school and was selling jackets that his cousin had like oh. shipped into the US at cheap. Mm-hmm. And he's like selling jackets to the students. And he okay. asked students to bring him tequila. And this is when you were in high school. High school. So, you know, yeah. he so is asking- So this was pre-9-11. You could just yeah. bring bottles of yeah. whiskey onto planes. Yep. Nobody cared. And so, like, but, you know, asking a 15-year-old to buy you a bottle of tequila and bring it to you at school. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, speaking of people giving people things, you see mm. these big boxes that I have? I see these big boxes. I have heard. I've heard rumors. Yes. Of what's happening here. So, first of all, I apologize- You sent this to me 
dear listener, and it's been like a month and a half. And that's because I was not here last time we recorded. Mm -hmm. And so this has had to wait. Basically, somebody watched the episode where you were opening all the cool Magic the Gathering Lord of the Rings stuff Mm -hmm. and felt bad for me. So he sent me a bunch of stuff to open in front of you. This is my just desserts. This is absolutely appropriate way to approach this. Yeah. Yeah. So Dawn has already gone through all of this stuff to make sure that there's nothing like perishable in it or I'm not going to pull out a bunch of porn or whatever. But I have no idea what's in any of these things. This is definitely a box, but I don't know. What are we going to talk about while I open this I stuff? can tell you, my kids, like, I have kind of in some ways ruined them <laughs> because you know I like a good dad joke I like the even the oh oh Fast and the Furious Highway Heist board game a cooperative strategy game <laughs> so <laughs> of course it's cooperative because we're family <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> Dan, you need to read the rules of this. Not right now, but I want you to return and report to us. Oh, this is amazing. If they have rules for how being superheroes of a car is involved, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can you take less damage if your character falls onto a car? Well, it looks like the characters are cars. The little thing on the back just has some cars on a Um, highway board. Now I see human catapult and... Oh my gosh, you're right. In words right there. So (laughs) humans are involved if they're being catapulted. And I mean, that's a good sign that if you land on a car after you've been catapulted, that maybe your human will not die. Okay, so the first sentence of the description on the back is, get ready for an exciting new mission, playing as Dom, Brian, Letty, Roman, and the rest of Team Toretto on a harrowing high-speed heist. That's not bad. No, that is not good. This person needs to write... Headlines for people who yeah. steal hot dogs. Mm. All right, but you were saying you've ruined your kids for something. I've ruined my kids because I like dad jokes, right? Mm-hmm. They all make dad jokes now. They're not supposed to. They're supposed to hate them, right? Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing about dad jokes. Have we talked about this? We talked about yeah, this. I yeah, I think we have. That... We talked about the idea that dad jokes are training wheels jokes to help mm-hmm. kids understand the concept of puns and things like this. And I really like that, you know, 10 years ago, the idea of dad joke became the term for it. It's a really good term because it really is, you know, dads making jokes to get their kids understanding jokes. You have to make them really obvious. Mm -hmm. Then as the kids age, you realize that they start to get the jokes and they laugh at them. And then they move into the this is a bad joke. But it was deliberately a bad joke because you had to do something really obvious to get a five-year-old to understand you're telling them a joke. Yeah. And then dads naturally fall into the, and I'll say moms can give dad jokes too. So parents, mm-hmm. uncles can give dad jokes. You know, those who interact with children learn that as the kids find them funny, as they age, they then start to find them annoying, right? Yeah. But my kids have started to make them. And one of the big ones that I used to do when they were really little no, oh, there we are. It's my little semi truck. Semi truck. What do you call a truck? Do you call that a semi? I call that a semi. Yeah. You call it a diesel? Nope. I don't call it a lorry. I just call it a semi truck. Helicopter on a little stand. Mm. This is turning into a commercial for whoever made the Fast and the Furious board game. Funko games. Oh, that's fun. 
Uh, by definition. <laughs> so anyway, one of the ones I did when they were really little is they would give me a gift. And I would take out the wrapping. And I'd say, it's a box. Oh, thanks. I need these a lot. I need to put <laughs> gifts in them and I mm-hmm. need to stack things. And, you know, the kid being like, oh, dad, look inside. The-. They'd start with, no, 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 no. Look inside the box. There's more. Because <laughs> as a kid, they like boxes. Yeah. So it's not just a box. It's something else. And then they move into, oh, dad, not this dumb joke again. My kids do it every time they get a gift now. Every one of my three children, they get a gift, they take out the wrap, and they say, it's a box! And the other two are like, it's a box! Yay! They've gone back because they make the joke. So you were saying, you know, it's a box. Well, yeah, it's a box. It's a box! All five of the little player cars are uh-huh. different designs of cars. Hey. And I don't know what cars look like, so I have no idea which designs of cars they are. Mm. There's a purple one. Well, that's a very thoughtful gift. Yeah. It's a very appropriate gift. You are quite the fan of board games. I am. And I love them. You love heists. And we have indeed talked about Fast and Furious many times on our podcast. So last year, actually exactly a year ago, because it was mm-hmm. at Dragonsteel, yeah. I announced that I was going to do a big board game retreat. Oh, yeah. And that happened earlier this July, and it was awesome, and we loved it. So we decided that next year, in 24, we're going to do two. And we posted those about a week ago on Friday, and one of them sold out by Sunday. Okay. But I will absolutely take this to those board game retreats. Yep. Because that sounds awesome. I expect a full report on how good a game it is and how ridiculous it is. Because if it's good but not ridiculous, I'll be disappointed. I'm going to make you play it. Gonna, I don't I, know when because mm, you don't have time. Becky's right there. Schedule a time when I can make him play the Fast and the Furious board game. <laughs> I've told you before, I was pretty disappointed in the Discworld board game. Mm-hmm. It was a good design and a good game, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. Right? And I can maybe see their problem. Discworld being one of my favorite book series of all time. Lots of adaptations of Discworld have problems in that if you remove the Pratchett from Discworld, it just becomes weird. Yeah. And the board game had the same problem. It was Mm. just weird rather than funny. But, you know, you don't have Terry to write stuff for you. I can see just being like, well, we're just going to do it about the world and the characters. But then that just doesn't quite work. Without the wit. Yeah. And without the heart. Yeah. But a lot of Pratchett adaptations are like this. The only good Pratchett adaptation is Good Omens. And, you know, you had the co-creator of the story there as the showrunner mm-hmm. who knew how to get the humor in. Did you watch the second season of I haven't Good gotten Omens? to it yet. I, I won't say what I thought about it. Okay. Because then maybe we can talk yeah. about it at some mm-hmm. point. But Did we talk Good Omens on this? We have talked about it. Yeah. We talked about how you thought that the ending was better in the show, and I yeah. thought the ending was right. better in the book. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been, like, a detailed, yeah. like, full-length episode, Because some of the stuff they added in there to just show what's in the books was so good. Mm-hmm. Crawley, yeah. like, glaring at the plants and making them shiver and stuff like that. Just really nice. Anyway. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Okay, so first of all, here's the gift receipt. This is okay. from Dallas and Sheila. Dallas and Sheila. So thank you. First, we have little kid Donatello from the Mutant Mayhem movie, a Funko Pop. They've done all their shopping at Funko, apparently. Well, I look, love it. He's going to have to join like Shalon and Adolin back there and uh, 
and, yes. and hang out. You can sit back there with the Klingon teddy bear. Do your kids like Funkos? My oldest son, the one I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. he used to collect them. Right now, they are all, and still like pristine in the boxes, because he's a collector, not a player. Mm -hmm. They're all in my garage, because now he is married and lives on his own, and they don't have room. But he has a pretty extensive collection, and I go out of my way when I go to a Comic-Con or something to see if I can find something awesome for him. My kids like them and have been Mm -hmm. grabbing them. They aren't collectors. They just want to have the thing out. Play with them. Mm -hmm. We went to a family vacation Mm -hmm. in San Francisco a few years ago. This would have been probably 16, maybe. Okay. No, it was 17, I know, because my movie was already up. Because we went to Borderlands Books, and they wanted to do a signing, and then we all watched the movie together. So that was either 17 or 18. Anyway, while we were walking around... You know, there's all the little tchotchke gift shops all over downtown San Francisco. And he found one that was one of these giant ones that's one of the Titans from Attack on Titan. Yep. And he was so excited. It was a really good deal on it. He bought it. And we put it in the bag and hung it on the back of the stroller because we had a baby. And then we had taken the baby out to eat lunch or something in a huge gust of wind blew the stroller down and just windmill slammed the bag with the Titan into the ground. And it's no longer pristine and pretty. And he was not happy about that. I'm sorry. That's a, <laughs> it's a tragic story. Tragic story of loss. I know. Yep. Timeless, tragic story of loss. My son did just get, it wasn't a Funko Pop, but it was one of these other things. He got a little plushy, I think, or figurine of the Turtle Pope from Elden Ring Mm. that I dressed up as last year. So Nice. Okay, so this looks like another Funko. Okay. Based on the... I hope it's The Rock. It's not. Okay. But it's amazing. Okay. This is one of those, like, specialty ones. Is it the Burglar? It is Dia de los Muertos Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know they even made these. That is so cool. Wow. I currently have seven skulls in my office upstairs. This will look wonderful next to them. So, Yeah, because the only Funko that I have actually went to Emily. It's a Funko of me because you can do custom ones. Oh. You can buy a blank Funko and then do your own customization. Mm-hmm. Funko sells those. And so they made a Brandon Funko. Okay. I'm holding a little Cosmere book. They meaning like the fan who bought it. Oh, the fan. Fan who bought it, gave it to me at a convention, bought a blank one and made a Brandon Funko. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I actually have two because someone made me a Zeth also. A Zeth Funko. A Zeth from Stormlight Archive. Yeah. I love it. If you're listening, whoever gave me the Brandon (laughs) and or the Zeth Funko, thank you. Okay, here's one more Funko and this might be the greatest Funko pop ever created it is a ding dong (laughs) with legs and a face and a bite out of it wow okay okay (laughs) oh my goodness how many times am i going to accidentally try to eat this in my office and here i lied to you i just remember to have a third funko you have a third funko i have jace the mind sculptor oh from Magic? magic yeah okay someone gave me that as well that's awesome. So. It's not a ding dong, but it's still no. pretty awesome. I'm I'm kind of shocked. 
that they were able to target you so well with things you've talked about on the podcast and or interests of yours. Clearly, they knew me. They saw me coming. Well, and also, clearly, there are a lot more kinds of Funko Pops than I thought because there's Ding Dong Funko Pops. Who knew? Well, it's because you don't search the Funko Pop things at Comic-Cons all the Mm, time. I don't. The last one I bought for my son again was Tupac. And the same line has a biggie, but I haven't been able to find the biggie anywhere. But we have a Tupac Shakur Funko Pop. All right. Looks like there's two more things in here. Okay. (laughs) Thundar the Barbarian on Blu-ray. And the thing that's exciting about this is that Peter... Yes. His kind of big online nickname that he used to use all the time, and I think he still does. I've seen him use it on occasion. Ukla the Mock. Yes, though it's not based off of Ukla the Mock, the character from Thundar the Barbarian. It's not. It is based off of Ukla the Mock, the filk singing group, who based their name <laughs> okay. off of Ukla the Mock. That's, so he is, that's the most Peter thing. He's several generations removed okay. from Ukla the Mock. He's carrying on. Yes. Because, so yeah, that is Ukla the Mock right there. Yep. This kind of Chewbacca guy riding a horse. Yep, and there's or it's not a, really a horse, but a filk group called Ukla the Mock. I actually know that because in college he sent me links to a bunch of Ukla the Mock songs. So, so that is the most Peter thing ever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, naming yourself after a filk group that's named after a what was Thundar the Barbarian? Was that like a minor niche cartoon? Was yeah, it, I, mean, I remember watching it. I want to say it was same group as Space Ghost or something like that. Same era as Space okay. Ghost before. But way before Space Ghost. No, no. You're thinking of Space Ghost, the character. Oh, from you're right. I'm thinking of Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast. So Space mm-hmm. Ghost was revived and they used yeah. the old animations from an old Hanna-Barbera. Mm-hmm. Is this Hanna-Barbera? It's Warner Brothers, so probably. So I want to say it's like the same. Like it might not have been actually, but... Some of these episodes would have like two cartoons that's mm-hmm. Thunder the Barbarian and something else like Space yeah. Ghost or, you know, sometimes it would be like a DC thing. It'd be like Wonder Twins and Thunder the Barbarian yeah. 15-minute episodes that they probably made for some other reason than repackaged to make a children's TV show out of or something. But <laughs> I did see Thunder the Barbarian yeah. episodes. But the other thing you got to remember out there, listener, is that this is like early 80s. Yeah. So... If you didn't happen to catch every episode because you were home at the time it aired, you haven't seen all of Thundar the Barbarian. No, so I've seen not. five or six episodes of it. There's 21 episodes, and I now own them all. Isn't so. Thundar the Barbarian also in space? Like, isn't it a science fiction barbarian show? It's like a post-apocalypse show. Oh, that's right, because the moon is shattered yeah. in half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it is. So it is science fiction, but it's post-apocalyptic. It, there's Yeah. So yeah. it's fantasy, sci-fi combo. Mm-hmm. No surprise at all that you and I and Peter, all exactly the same age, grew up watching this thing and geeked mm-hmm. out about it. So awesome. Thank you for that. This is what I'm going to make the staff watch with me in the Windrunner Theater. Our next movie night is going to be Thunder we of the Barbarian. We haven't done a bad movie night. We have not. Since Yo-Yo Girl Since Cop. Since Yo-Yo Girl Cop. I yeah. think that Yo-Yo Girl Cop was so bad <laughs> that we haven't needed 
any more we of that do, flavor in a while. We have done several good movie nights. Yes. But we haven't done a bad movie night. You and I have been planning for, I don't even remember how many months. To see RRR. To, to watch RRR. When am I watching that now? You told me I'm when it's I'm watching it. next month. Next month. The week before Dragonsteel. Week before Dragonsteel. I don't know yeah. exactly which day. We just I don't have think to that's been decided. Get yet. it on my schedule so I don't schedule something on top of it. Yep. So, was there one more thing? You said there was one more There's thing. There's one more thing in the box, but what? Might be a good idea. Could that be the live recording of the podcast? Tell everyone to go watch RRR so you guys can discuss it at the convention. <laughs> that could be that's that could much. that could be good. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, if you get me on, I'll have watched it. Mm-hmm. So, that can be our live episode. I don't know. We get live a little even extra silly yeah and maybe rr isn't the best thing to discuss live when we're you know (laughs) when we're going off topic at the slightest provocation yeah so every year at the convention i do a movie night where people Mm -hmm. can watch a movie with me and we tried to get the rights to rrr this year and we couldn't yeah which is probably good because it's a three-hour movie yeah what are you watching we are gonna watch sing street which is an indie irish movie okay i love I have never even heard of it. It's awesome. It's about a kid who, in order to impress a girl, he pretends to be in a band, and she calls his bluff, and then he has to actually form a band in order to keep it going. And it's wonderful. Nice. I love it. All right. One thing left in here. It is Fast and the Furious Legos. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So this... Looks like the same black car that is in the board game that's a black car. So whatever kind of car this is, a Dodge. Is it a Charger? It is. It's a Dodge Charger. So then there's a little Lego guy of Dom. Nice. (laughs) Dom and his Charger. Well, that was very cool. This was honestly way more thoughtful and insightful than I thought it would be. I was really hoping for ridiculous dumb things and it's actually just full of cool stuff. Yeah. I need to come up with a dumb one to send you myself. (laughs) Ooh, should we do that one live? We could do that one live. I'll make a bag of stupid stuff for you and you make a bag of stupid stuff for me and we'll open them. Okay, okay, I can do that. I can do that. (laughs) I might enlist Ben's help so you can't do so. I've already called Ben. Okay. Ben's my second for the ben. duel. <laughs> okay. We could do the beard handoff live too. Mm, I'm not going to hand off the beard till I have to. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Wonderful. So speaking of Fast and the Furious. Yep. It is important that our listeners know that you went on a writing retreat. I did. And you were trying very hard to be responsible and write. And you did write a bunch. I did. And it was a very successful retreat. It was. But I, partially as a bid to distract you and ruin your writing retreat, I wrote up a bunch of Magic the Gathering mechanics for a hypothetical set based on Fast and the Furious. Did that steal any of your time? Or did you just go, I will look at this later? I did. I will look at this later. Because I was on... (laughs) So I haven't even looked at it yet. Oh, still? Still haven't. Oh. I will. Well, but I haven't yet. Suffice it to say that it is brilliant. <laughs> well, very good. Thank you to Dallas and Sheila for these surprisingly thoughtful gifts. I have made Brandon feel as small and unimportant as he made me feel. 
when opening all his presents. How's that, Ben? Thank you.